Welcome to my existential life crisis. This is a podcast about how pop culture helps me deal. I'm your host, Russell Heiss, and joining me today is my good friend, Adam. Once again, we are talking about music. Hello. All right. You've made some notes, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, so today's podcast was uh, thought about a little bit throughout the week for me, and then, of course, sprung upon you at the last minute today. Yep, yep. this is true. So about two hours ago, I said, hey, man, you want to record an ep? And you said, I don't know, Bonnie's out doing something, and let me see. Yep, but it all worked out, and here I am. Here we are. So today's episode is about music. Um, again, and I'm terribly sorry. I've got to pull up a note here because I made a note. Uh, topic is perfect albums from first track to the last. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think, um, so on one hand, I could talk about this. Uh, actually, let me let me say some stuff first. So, I think that listening to music now um, and artists that create music now, it's a little bit different than it was, say, 20 years ago. It, it also depends on where you go. And, 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 and how this all plays in is, if you think about it for, you know, most of the time that music has been around, I know it's been around for, you know, years and years and years, but... <laughs> you mean... In in modern times, within the last two hundred years, you know, one hundred and fifty years. I think music's been around a whole lot longer. Oh no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But, but you're but talking recorded music, recorded music, or performed music, or performed music. Sure. I imagine it was probably performed years before too. But right, right. Um, but but since since mass production of music, there you go. Most of most of the the records, all the way up until probably the nineties, maybe even two thousands. Most of the albums or most of the music is put onto, and you had to buy an actual album, right? Where, F- physical media. Yeah, physical media, and and it wasn't just like you can download a song and just listen to the song. It was a whole presentation, meaning right. yeah. meaning it was the artwork, it was you know the lyrics, it was the 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 actual presentation of the music plus the actual music. Yes, I agree. And so I guess my point with that is is now it's interesting because an artist, in order to become big, they just have to have a hit song. And and yeah, they have like visual stuff. I I mean I, I disagree. Okay. And and I disagree. And I can't wait to talk about it. But continue. Okay. Like, so so where where I was going with that is a lot of like from start to finish, if you were gonna put something out, you you had a whole album of stuff. Yeah. Right? And and in order to I mean for the up until like the eighties, you know, eighties, it was mainly a record. I mean, they had tapes, they had eight track and all that stuff, real to real, but it was for the most part, it was a record. Vinyl. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And so and so you had the whole presentation of the thing, and it's not like you could. I mean, you could skip tracks. Yeah. But I mean, that would physically mean you have to get up, go over, move the track. So most of the point, most of the time, what people would do is they would just listen through. So yes, Adam, I do agree with you on uh, the 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 physical records, and I do feel like um, having the physical media is wildly important, and that's why we buy records. Yeah, and I think that many of the people who listen to this, many I hope 
some, I don't know. I hope those, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I think that, like, I find that I'm, I'm unique, not unique, clearly, but in, among my circle of friends, there are certain, like, hobbies and uh, things that I like to do and enjoy that are uh, not important to many of my friends. I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, collecting records is something that only, like, two or three of my friends are, like, passionate about. Yeah. So, to me, it's important to own the physical media. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love going to the record store. I love the smell of a record store. Yeah. Um, I love flipping through the records and picking out my albums. It's and the experience of it. That's right. Um, I will say that I have... I'm missing a piece in that uh, process in that when I go there, I buy between one to seven records at a time. And uh, I come home, I catalog them in my, my, my Discogs app, yep. and then I put them on the shelf. And I, th- and I think that your point about you know, uh, 60s, 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, in many ways, is that we would buy that record. We would, as soon like if we were in a car and it was on a cassette or it was on a CD and we had a CD player in the car, uh, it would go in, 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 in that player immediately. Yeah. But as far as vinyl goes, I think it was Bob Dylan who said this and I could be wrong like completely wrong yeah but uh, I think Bob Dylan was talking about and I'm paraphrasing here about listening to like you would you would experience the, the, the album like you would come home you would set it on the player and uh, you would just listen to it and then you get up you flip the record and start the second side and you're deliberately listening to that album absolutely and uh and there's something that's missing nowadays i agree that you, well, what you were getting at there's yeah. something that's missing about the the experiencing the, the experience of a record um and and the majority of the people out there right now yeah i feel like though that we've hit a new um resurgence because uh you know many of the vinyl factories have closed and mm-hmm. so we're stuck with like i think there's two in the u.s what uh i think that's right or maybe just one because one of them had a really bad fire like a year or two ago but i thought that was a warehouse oh a year uh, ago i don't know yeah i mean there there was something big and that and that's why now even so that like your your adele's their your huge mega pop stores they go in and they put in orders for 60,000 records to be yeah. pressed. And people who, you know, are more DIY and smaller, they have to wait three or four months. Yeah, right. Because they don't, you know, because they're a less of a focus. They're less of a quote-unquote moneymaker. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like we're down to very few, like, manufacturers of vinyl in the U.S. Yeah. And there's, I think, two or three in Europe. There's one in London. I yep. think there's one in Germany. 
so when when a when a record gets released, such as the new Hot Water Music album, I bought three copies. Yeah. Because I bought one from London, I bought one from Europe, and then I bought another from the U.S. Yeah. Uh, and that may sound excessive, and yes, I agree, it is entirely unnecessary, <laughs> but. But it, but it's something. But, but once again, it's that experience that you are you're craving. Yeah, well, it's the same reason that people are buying like Funko Pops, and yeah. the people are buying uh, 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 flux capacitors uh, and and other movie type uh, paraphernalia. Or whatever. I was going to say that word paraphernalia, but yeah. you know, uh, gadgets and doodads and yeah. things. You know, there's all like. There's an entire industry around like nostalgia. what I call nostalgia and what I call shelf fodder. Yeah, it's the the shit you buy and you put on the shelf and it gathers dust. Yeah, and I mean uh, He Man, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it makes me think about that uh, Jerry Seinfeld skit <laughs> where he talks about uh, everything that we own is just in a state of garbage. <laughs> Have you heard that? Uh, not the not that I know of. Again, I'm paraphrasing, and it's really bad, but. If you want to find it, just find it online somewhere. You know, it's like all your stuff, all your shit is just in a state of trash. Like, like we, if you bought a toaster in like five years, ten years, that toaster is going to be trash. Yeah. Or you, you go to a yard sale. It's you're buying trash, trash. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. You go to a yard sale and you're buying somebody else's trash. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that makes sense, honestly. So, um, yeah, I just got a text from the wife saying it's nap time, which means don't mess with me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think that the, like there are certain things, and, and that, like, I'm getting off track here with the, uh, um, you know, the, the 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 movie shit and and stuff, but like we want to own and feel and touch the the albums of the of the bands that we love that 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 have um, touched us and motivated us and uh, commiserated with us and helped us understand and, and, and get through hard times um, and I feel like uh, you're right uh, that I think that's one of the reasons why I'm into my hi-fi stereo absolutely is, uh, I never got into playing music as much as I wanted to I dabbled a little here and there with uh, guitar um, but I never really got to playing in a band to do the things that I had always hoped I would be able to do um, because we all dream, right? And that was yeah. one of my dreams is uh, being in a band and, and helping somebody feel better about their situation the way that many of the bands that I was really into helped me. Yeah. Uh, so Hi-Fi is a way for me to consume that music in a way that just makes me feel it and and i love that uh i love that about it uh which is another like very niche uh culture uh that none of my friends are into (laughs) i mean i've got one friend who's kind of into some hi-fi music but like like you say i i I mean there is a sound that i am chasing but i am you mentioned the 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 key phrase chasing that sound i I caught my sound everybody i caught it 
Um, I have been chasing the hi-fi sound for uh, 20 years now, and I finally caught it. Um, follow me on Instagram. You'll see what I got. Um, but And it sounds amazing. It, it does. does. It's incredible. I was listening to uh, the police synchronicity as you were coming in. and Is and that one of those albums? That is one of those albums. Um, so yeah, let's let's dig in. Let's dig in. Uh, I I mean my list my list gets big. All right, what really kind of kicked off this topic here is uh, earlier this year in July I was uh, flew out to California to go fly fishing with Chuck Reagan, who happens to be. Um, oh, that's another one on my list. Um, happens to be a musician who I am enthralled with. I love his music. Uh, he is just a super cool guy, and the fact that he does fly fishing is amazing. I know I've talked about it before, uh, and I will continue to probably talk about it because that was one of these like big moments in my life that I really got to hang out with and talk to uh, somebody who I really admire, who is, in his music, has helped me deal with the shit that I've had to deal with in my life. Um, so I'm out there. And uh, a few years back, my uh, we talked about this in, in the last episode, or the last episode, tattoos, uh, where we get travel tattoos, my wife and I. Um, I had uh, made an appointment at a tattoo shop in Sacramento. Was it Sacramento? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, I can't remember the name of the shop, but my buddy Dave sent me out there. And I roll in uh, and say, yep, I'm here, like, you know, get my tattoo. Guy walks up, face tattoos and all, because tattooers, like, why the fuck not? Uh, sits down, he's like, thought, what you want? He thought about what you want? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I hadn't really thought much about what I was going to get tattooed, because what's California? You know, and, and I guess Sacramento is more... Isn't it like in the middle? Well, I mean, it's north, but it's it's more northern. It's okay. it's yeah. I mean, it's it's considered north northern California, but it's not like so far north. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good for me to know because when I was driving there uh, from the airport, I was like, wow, there's like legit redwoods. Up oh, there. there's no, there's tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how far north redwoods hit yeah. or started. Yeah. So. I was like, that's it. I'm going to get a redwood tattoo because I love trees. I love wood. Uh, I'm an amateur carpenter. Uh, so I I love uh, the idea of getting a redwood tree. And I'm sure, and I know plenty of people have them. So I sit down. The dude's like tattooing me and, you know, telling me some really funny shit. Like, oh, man, I've been tattooing for 30 years and I can't wait to get out of this. Hmm. I have heard every fucking story it's just boring now and i'm like oh great thanks man like i uh <laughs> I, I love your uh, your energy yeah it's, it's just great yeah but during the tattoo uh you know i'm sitting down waiting and they're listening and of course if you go to a tattoo shop and you guys get tattooed you kind of music is it's it's like it's anything part of it yeah it's part of the experience yeah. you know um as some shops i've been to like pretty much listen to like mostly like metal or hard music and it's it's kind of interesting uh and some some 
the shops <laughs> will listen to kind of everything. Um, and this shop was listening to uh, when I walked in or I guess about 15 minutes into like they put Built to Spill on. Mm. Um, and I can't remember the name of the album, but it's like the the one like Built to Spill album that everybody yeah. listens to, that everybody knows. And I was like, holy shit. These motherfuckers are listening to Built to Spill. And um, so that kind of got us on to the topic of records. And um, I forget what they called them. They, I think it was something like uh, like A to Z albums. So from the, an album from beginning to end, it is like a, a top-notch album from beginning to end. So we were all going through our A to Z albums. And... You know, I like Built to Spill. I like that record. I think it's great. Um, but really, I think that the first half of the album is better. Sure. And I think that happens a lot, where we tend to listen to a record and we're like, yeah, man, the first half is good, but I'm not into the second. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or different parts, you know, but it just, I don't know. I, I What's interesting, too, and and this may play, and this is, I mean, this plays into it, is sometimes the order of the tracks are determined by... We're going to get there. Okay. We're going to get there. Okay. That's really important. Okay. Because I feel like that's what makes an A to Z album an A to Z album. So they were listing albums that I was like, all right, great. I made some notes, um, plugged it in Spotify, and on my ride, my drive up to Grass Valley, I was listening to some of this, this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, I do not like this. And <laughs> I can't remember the name of the album, but I I like I took it off my phone immediately and I and I did give it a good try. I mean, we're we're talking like some like early punk music, like suicidal tendencies. Yeah. So what I learned during that drive is that well, and I already knew this, but A to Z albums are extremely subjective and that's that's the key here, and that's what you, when you walked in, you were asking me some questions, kind of tiptoeing around, being like, well, I mean, come on, man, like, uh, you know that this is not a fair topic. Yeah. It's not. A, a to Z albums mean that it, it's what means something to you. Right? Sure. So, like, this one dude's A to Z album was not my A to Z album. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so we were going down the list and a lot of the stuff that I was going, you know, listing, they, they had not even heard of. So like they're listening to built to spill, but they had not heard of modest mouse. Yeah. Like, how do you not cross paths there? I don't know. So, so let's dig in. Okay. All right. Um, and, and, and so first on my list here is scrotum grinder, uh, the greatest sonic abomination ever. <laughs> I'm kidding, actually, but I do actually own this album, uh, and I'm. Uh, there are 18 songs on this album. Okay. Do you know? So. But but the question is, how long is each song? <laughs> I was just about to ask you that, <laughs> and it is just a single record. Yep, not so a double like, LP uh, at all. Not a double LP, a single record. Um, no, I have no earthly idea where this record came from. It is in my collection. I and like how it's got, is that a scalpel in the it, front? It is a scalpel on the front. It looks like a phallic symbol from over here. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Well, uh, they got to grind some scrotum somehow. <laughs> see here. It says surgical scalpel, a tool for incision, has been utilized for 5,000 years. I imagine music has been around longer. Yeah. Fuck you, scalpel. <laughs> All right. That 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 was in jest, one thousand percent. So um, let's hear what's what's on the top of your list. What's the first thing that came to mind when we when I brought this topic up? Okay, so two of them, two albums. You want the first? I mean, yeah. All right. Sure. So uh, from A to Z, uh, Hot Water Music, Fuel for the Hate Game. Oh, that's on my list too. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, that's on my list. So I mean, I, oh, there. That's, okay. that's a tie though for me. Fuel for the hate game. With what? Uh, did I not? I didn't. I pulled a bunch of records. Oh, wait. No, here it is. Uh, Forever and Counting. Okay. Well, what's interesting... What's interesting is I thought for a long time, I thought the order of those two came out different. Mmm, interesting. Like, I thought Fuel came after. Yeah. Do you know how much I paid for Forever and Counting? Nope. Six dollars. Let me ask you this. Does it say the hot water music? Is there a little the on the front of it? It is, and I know the reason why. Okay. Yeah. That was uh, when a band had come out with a, 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 a title of hot water music, and um, they had to put the hot water music on it because of uh, litigation. Yep. Uh, they actually won that yep. because they had been selling merchandise across state lines for longer than that band had been a band a band yeah so love hot water music yeah love them all right fuel for the hate game wonderful album i mean it's one of those like driving albums that you just don't forget a to z killer record i agree in in that same um in that same vein uh and it is hot water related the blacktop cadence Oh shit! I forgot that record is just, and I mean it sounds. Ju- I mean it's, it's it's hypnotic. Yeah, it's one of those records that um, you can go to sleep to. Yeah, or you can drive all night to. It's uh, chemistry for changing times. It's the only one they released. Yep. Well, sort of. They have so they had like a little seven inch, and they said they were going to come out because they had other stuff that had already been recorded years later. Yeah, and there it's there's one, and it's got it. So it, one of their songs called "Worthwhile" came mm. out on like a compilation, a no yeah. idea compilation, and they have another one that was released in 2018, and it's got like uh, four songs, but it's got "Cold Night in Virginia," which is already released, but it's. I'm pretty sure it's French, La Reina de Alcool. Interesting. Sounds something like alcohol, the king of alcohol. I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know All that right. language. But but it does. It has stuff. So that that's on there as well. All right. So that's your. Those are your top. Well, no, I was going to say my my other top was ISIS. Oh really? Yeah. I, I never got into ISIS. Much. I know, but uh, but so like that that kind of plays into. I guess to really understand, um, I loved Pink Floyd for years. I mean, I still do. But ISIS is a lot like Pink Floyd. Well, in the in the in the sense that it's like Pink Floyd and Tool mixed together. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I have learned, um, not learned, I've discovered that uh, the older I get, uh, and 
maybe I didn't like a record 20 years ago. Sure. Or a band 20 yeah. years ago. And then I give them a try now, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Huh. Like, I, I miss this. As I mean, growing up, I, I got into records, uh, pretty much a lot of my music. I know we talked about this some last, last episode, mm-hmm. but I got into music, a lot of it, because of my, my grandmother. She listened to Pink Floyd, the Moody Blues, all that really? old. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. And, and she gave me a bunch of records. That's cool. And so I listened to records at like, you know, 8, 10, 12, you know, and just listened to those. And so I... I had already experienced Pink Floyd. For whatever reason, I remember I was infatuated a ton with Pink Floyd. And then I got into heavier music, got into punk and all that, you know, through different avenues. Yeah. And then, um, so Isis was kind of like the longer, drawn out, heavier. It, it It's almost like, and then you could go into like uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor. And oh, stuff I like, like that. Godspeed You Black Emperor. It's, it's, I mean, it's just, uh, was that like, there's uh, a, there's a, there's there's an entire like post-rock sub-genre. Yeah. 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 That was great. That was, that was fantastic. Yeah. In fact, I have a ticket that I'm more than willing, they're playing, I think it's in February or April or something. And I've already, they're at the National. ISIS, huh? No. Godspeed You Black Emperor. Oh. Why didn't you tell me about this? I did, and I've already got your ticket. Oh, you got my ticket. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you some money later. All right. All right. So, so those are your two. ISIS. Yeah. And probably Panic. Hate game. Yeah. Yeah. That that was instant instantly what I thought of when uh, when when you said it. Okay. So, yeah. So much of this. What really kind of kicked this one off here was. Uh, Jimmy World Clarity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I know, as I was listening to that record, um, I guess they released uh, the Phoenix Sessions. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet, but yeah, I saw that on Spotify. Yeah, I think it's only streaming, which I'll, is a little I bit can, of a bummer. I can find a hard copy. Well, maybe I can at least get a digital copy. But yeah, I don't. I like I can get a digital copy too, but like I want I want the hard copy. I want this on vinyl. Yeah, no, and I agree. And for those of us like you and me and those who want to consume this music and own this piece, I think vinyl is the most visceral way to do so. And so that's why when there's a record that gets released, we're like I have to have that on vinyl. Because it it's it's digital is a little too meta. Yeah. <laughs> through Facebook. Through Facebook? No, it's too... That's what Facebook is going to be called now. Oh, right. <laughs> it's meta. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. What weirdos. Um, but you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. E- even a CD is still digital. Yeah. You know, there is something very physically real about, a, like, vinyl. And yeah. I, I wasn't about to say a vinyl. I was about to say vinyl. Yeah. Um, and I was probably about to say, uh, uh, like, uh, um, but, but you can see the grooves in the mm-hmm. record and that, and that's like, so like if I can't get the Phoenix sessions on vinyl, I'm sure I'll buy it on a CD. Yeah. I'm not going to buy any like digital yeah. shit. Like, cause why, why bother? Yeah. Um, uh, but Jimmy world clarity, 
uh, and Bleed American. They're in a tie yeah. because Bleed American was a fantastic follow-up to Clarity. Yeah. Well, do you know, originally, so, and I have to look it up for sources, but do you know that, and so in my personal life, I went to Brazil, and uh, Jimmy Eat World, it's an interesting story, because I have, um, so there was a point in my life that it's not like I ever really was going to be big, but I was in a band, and... The, it came on to a decision. And basically the short of it is this. Uh, I decided that I was going to pursue... I gave up my rock star dream, right? Okay. And so the original drummer... The original drummer... Uh, for Jimmy Eat World? For Jimmy Eat World. He, uh, he went and... So f- first off, um, let's just do this. Basically, I was in Brazil. I came back, and Jimmy World made it. They were huge when I came back. Before I left, they weren't big. They were still on the. I mean, they were big, but, but they but weren't they on. They were on the Clarity tour. Y- yes. When you left. When, yes. when did you leave? Uh, two thousand one. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Bleed American blew up. Yeah. Like that. Like that took them into like, like the stratosphere yeah like, it was amazing yeah i just remember coming back and like people who i knew weren't in like in in the scene or anything they were like talking about them and oh have you heard this and i'm like how have you heard this yeah and they were like oh well this da 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 and i'm like okay all right interesting that's, yeah isn't that wild yeah uh so i got a fun story to share about jimmy at world and uh and this is like my music snobbiness of uh you know, just just bear with me here. Um, so you know how the punk scene is, and you get these like little venues, and we had this uh, venue ran by this like shitty asshole who just brought really good bands. Bands, yeah. Jerry. Yep. Yeah. The the minute I saw my little sister taking tickets for Jerry, I was like, Nope. What the fuck yep. are you doing? She was like, I'm just taking tickets. I'm like, Jerry. Is not the person you want to be sitting in the booth for. Yes, yes. I was lit up and pissed off. But anyway, so uh, Twisters was a kind of shithole of a venue. Yeah. But it was the venue. I mean, I saw Blink-182 there. Yeah. I saw Jimmy Eat World there. Yeah. Uh, hot Water Music, countless times. Yep, yep. Um, Strike Anywhere. I mean, I mean, of course they're right. I'm I'm trying to think of like bands that have like now, they're like huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Avail several times. And, yeah, and Avail is is of course wonderful. Uh, Alkaline Trio. Yeah, they're good, but I don't know that many of our listeners, unless they're in the punk scene, going to know who Alkaline Trio are. Okay, sorry. Just to Brazil. Did we see them there? I don't know. Anyway, so Jimmy World is uh, is is playing Richmond on their Clarity tour at Twisters, and I was hanging out with I have two friends, Beth and Robin. They had an apartment uh, right next door to each other, essentially in two different buildings, just down the street, a couple blocks. And you know, I'm super pumped. I'm there early. And we're hanging out in the back of Twisters, and there's Jimmy World, uh, Tom, and of course I'm so bad with names, 
but uh, the drummer, I don't don't know if this is is this your drummer that you knew? Well, I I didn't. Uh, on that tour, probably yeah. Okay, so the drummer and then of course Tom, uh, they were like, "Hey, do you guys do you know where we can get a haircut?" And and then the drummer was like, "I need to get like a wrench because I lost my key for my drums." And I'm like, "Yeah." So I got to drive those guys around Richmond and run some errands, and get a haircut, a high top fade, <laughs> uh. And because uh, I think at that time there's only black barbers like around that that part of Richmond. Yeah. So Tom walks in and you know gets gets his uh gets his cut. And I get to drive the drummer around in my old '76 Plymouth Volari, uh, and then we go back. I love that story because I got to hang out with those guys like before they're like legit rock stars. Yeah. It yeah. was so fun and so neat and and uh, yeah. Uh, that's my like claim to fame there that I get to like share around and uh love it uh but jimmy world clarity one of my favorite albums from start to finish i listened to it today earlier and that's what kind of kicked on this like yeah like we need to have an a to z album episode uh that's it that's a fantastic album from a to z yeah absolutely um i mean there are and i feel like there are certain albums that have hit us at certain times in our life that then become A to Z albums. Yeah. So my A to Z is not your A to Z. And it might not be, and, and even if it is an album that we both share, it might be at different times and for different reasons. That's right. Absolutely. So what else? What else have you got? Um, so I have uh, Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. Oh, ooh, Bruce is on my list too. So he he you know that's in there. Uh I have Modest Mouse. Which one? Um uh is it a far Hold on, I just had Lonesome it. Crowded West. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think is that it. Is one with drama mean? No. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, no. Here it is. Nope. Oh, I pulled some records from my collection so that I could. I honestly, there's a couple that that I, I totally. I think Dramamine is on. Uh, this this is a long drive for someone with nothing to think about. Is that? That is that's the that's the name of the album. That is a really good album. Yeah, it's got Dramamine, Breakthrough, Custom Concern, and a lot of that is. Custom Concern is my favorite track. Yep. On that record. Yep. Like I. That's and, incredible. And it's the thing is is like, what um. It's for whatever reason in the '90s and even 2000s, like there was a certain guitar sound that I like. So when I was younger, I liked like the, the solo, like David Gilmour playing and like comfortably numb and like Pink yeah. Floyd. But after I got to a certain point, I like I liked some like I liked ska in the '90s, and then I liked that little tink tink tink. And the, uh, for whatever they reason, they had that twang. They had a twang. Well, no, it's it's like country. It's yeah. it's almost like country. Yeah. And so there's that sound, and and I would almost base a lot of like my favorite songs during that time by that sound. That's interesting. Like I mean, even Hot Water Music has it's almost. I'm I'm the thing is is Isaac Brock. I'm pretty sure is his name, the lead singer. His, uh, and this could be total bogus, but when I was young, I always thought that he made his guitar. And so whatever pickup. 
whatever pickup he used was had it just had that sound, and it was a very specific sound. Kind of sounds like a steel guitar, to be honest. That very well might have been. But I'm not a musician, so like, don't don't kill but me on that. In custom concern, in custom concern, it gets to like the three minute, and it, it's it's like it's the last part of the song that like the three minute mark or something, three and some change, and it's just. It's it's just a guitar. I mean, it's, it's other instruments too, but it, it's just it's beautiful and, yeah. and it, it's 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 got that little twang. It's got yes. you know stuff, but it's just there's uh, yeah. I agree. Modest Mouse up to the Moon in Antarctica. Yep. Like I I can't get into the their newer stuff. I could get into some of it, but it's not like it's not like the old stuff. Right, like the Moon in Antarctica was like their like last. Yeah, before fantastic. I mean, I remember going to Brazil. And seeing, and they were on a commercial for one of their songs on there, like a car commercial. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. And Well, I don't know that that's necessarily it. But no, it's just but like, why not make some money off of it? Well, it, Which brings me to another point. Okay. Is like, they're musicians to do what they love to do. Yeah. And so they have to make money doing it. Yeah. So I know that I used to get bent out yep. of shape with, quote unquote, selling out. Yep. And as an adult with a mortgage and other bills that we have to pay, yep. it's like, fuck yeah, man, make that money. Yeah. Like, I remember talking to um, Jimmy World dudes about, like, hey, so you guys are signed on to Capital now. Like, what did you guys buy? Like, yeah. you guys swimming in money? And I think one of them bought a used car. Yeah. Honda. The save other, that money. <laughs> the other, the other bought a laptop. Yeah. Like so, they weren't they they weren't given a shitload of money. Yeah. But they, yet, like yet, right? And I don't know that they ever necessarily were. I mean, I'm sure. sure they're making pretty good money now based off royalties. Yeah. With all the the music that's in Lowe's and shit, but you know, it's just really fascinating to know and to think about that like aspect of it, and to acknowledge that yes, money's important. Like the whole punk DIY thing only exists when you in a vacuum. Yeah, no. You know, like when you're young and it doesn't really matter. You fool that angst. Or you can like, I mean, sure, live that life. Rent a room with 15 other people in a house. Like, don't have your privacy. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, what's interesting is at certain points and, and, and I would watch because I've thought about this a ton Right, and what what's interesting is a lot of the bands who don't want to necessarily quote unquote sell out, they have like multiple things that they're in. Like someone will get into producing. I mean, yeah. like like not that it look like like Fat Mike or or even Rancid, the people from them, where they claim that they've never sold out, but they produce. I mean, like they do stuff for like like Tim Armstrong does stuff for like Pink. Well, and Tim Armstrong has been in TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in the X-Files way back in the 90s. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, it, I, it, I'm not trying to get on a big old topic about selling out. It's just it's just interesting to see that they branch out. I mean, Chuck Reagan has a ton of, he, he has a record label. I don't know if it's defunct now or not, but he did. Yeah. Um, he And he's in several bands. He's done, you know, he, they spread their work out. Yeah. Well, and he does his uh, fly fishing, which... Yeah. He is extremely passionate about. Uh, I, I I know I've probably mentioned this already once before, but <laughs> I gotta tell you about this. Uh, so I I I was super pumped to sit down and talk to Chuck. Um, fuck, 
we're getting on long. We're 45 minutes on. So okay. I, I think I think I'll share my stories a little bit later. But anyway, Jimmy World, fantastic band. Love them. Um they, they're they're on my list. Uh What else is on your list? Uh well, as something you introduced me to. So as we were trading music several years ago, um, with our iPods and our hard drives. And I was like, here's my hard drive, just load it up and give me what you got. And um, eventually, I think you and I have all purchased most of these albums, <laughs> like multiple times. But Coldplay, okay. Viva La Vida. Okay. This is new and this is different. Because from beginning to end, this is an album, I feel like, like now, at this point in my life, like when a track comes on, I don't want to listen to it because I haven't started the album from the beginning. Yeah. This is an album that I feel like needs to be listened to from the very beginning. And you sit down and you deliberately listen like Bob Dylan said. You're consuming it. Yeah. So from the beginning to the end of that album, there's there's a progression of how they've listed those tracks. And then well, let's back up just a hair. You said Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. Mine is Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Okay. Beginning to end. Love it. And if you've read Bruce's auto, uh, autobiography or even the, the biography from Bruce, uh, of Bruce by, I can't remember the author, you know that um, he, Bruce was like meticulous about track listing and order. And, you know, you and I, I don't know about you, I have made many, many, many mixtapes that I still only maybe have one or two of left. Yeah, no, I agree. I have. I made mixtapes like you write a poem. Yeah. It was for a girl you were crushing on or a guy you were crushing on. You made a mix, and you stressed and worried about the order of the songs and how they would flow and from the beginning until the end and the message they would deliver. Yep. And you you know that when you get a record from Bruce Springsteen, that there are twenty other songs that did not make that cut. Yeah. Due to the the the, the restriction of the, the uh, length of the album. Yeah. Um. So that that was that that was important. So that's why I feel like Coldplay "Viva La Vida" is one of those albums from beginning to end is is a killer record. It's not my favorite, but it is a, a great album from beginning sure. to end. Um, what else have you got? So I have the Postal Service. Oh, yeah. Give up? For, yeah, from, from beginning to end. and I mean, I'll even do the deluxe edition with all like the extra stuff. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's a mind-blowing album. My little sister got me into that album because I think you introduced it to her. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Because that came out like right after I got back. Yeah, that that is a wonderful album. Um, I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, let's see here, Jets to Brazil. Which one? All of them, to be honest okay. with you. All That's of fair. them. That's fair. That's fair. I can't name a bad track on any of them, but yeah. Orange Rhyming Dictionary. Yeah. The first record. Yeah was just wow wow and i will still sit back and listen to that whole record from beginning to end i to be honest if i'm gonna listen to something honestly i like i'm one of those people and i know you are as well like 
if I don't feel like I've given a fair listen to a song, I will I will start it over. Yes, and, and <laughs> I've done the same thing. Bonnie hates that, but <laughs> but but it's like we're gonna listen to this again. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like you know like I I did it wasn't right. Yeah, I know, and and I I one thousand percent agree. Uh, sometimes it happens with me and Chas as we're driving, uh, but lately I've just had to take that and, and make it that. my own. And then do it later. Yeah. Um, so along the lines of Jets to Brazil, uh, Jawbreaker. Okay, that, uh, that's that's where I think you were going. Yeah. Dear You. Yeah. Now, I know many Jawbreaker fans, 24-hour revenge, revenge Therapy is their their album. Yeah. That's their record. I, I, I think I'm more partial to, to Dear You. I'm a Dear You guy. I bought Dear You uh, when it was new. When it was fresh off the press, I bought it. It was CD. I bought the CD at Soundhole. And good old Soundhole. Oh my gosh, place! I he tried to sell me that place. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. This was right before I left. Um, like he was like, because I, I think they were having financial problems, and he was like, "Do you?" Um, I was like, "Man, I'd love to own a place like this. Do you want to own this one?" <laughs> and, and I was like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm serious." And I'm like, "Oh well, no, I." Can't. I, I don't have a real job. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Soundhole was was uh, just like Plan Nine, one of the like yeah. classic indie record stores in Richmond. Uh, wonderful place. But Dear You is from beginning to end. Even the the stupid song about uh, the world is an oyster is good. Yeah, like, yeah. I <clears throat> I was so excited to see them at their reunion show. That our show, our, like our, our the show and the trip got canceled because of a hurricane. So then we got to see them the the next time round. Yeah, they came in, and I got to tell you, it was everything I ever expected it to be. It was awesome, like seeing them live play some of my favorite track, favorite songs off of that album, was incredible. Uh, and of course, they played Boxcar which is one of my favorite yeah. songs of theirs as well, which is on, I think, 24-Hour Revenge Therapy. Um, but Dear You, beginning to end, one of the best albums. And it's a shame of you know how, how they were treated for trying to make some fucking money and just make some music. You know, I, I, This is a classic, like, punk, like, fuck you for making money story yeah like it, it is it watch watch um what was that uh documentary that came out till the wheels not till the wheels fell off no i think that's hot water music hot water music i don't know i i'd have anyway, to look it up look, look up the documentary for jawbreaker it's good um what, what else have you got so i i go back and forth i i, I like them both uh but Snapcase. Oh, progression through learning. I, I, that one I really love. A to I, Z. I, Whoa. But but I also like in transmission. In transmission is good, but let me let me make sure that learning kicks in transmission's ass. I don't know though. I, I I'm A to Z. Okay. I, a I, I to don't know, Z. Because no A to Z A to Z. I'll go pr- progression. That's, and, that's fine. And, and current, right? Like I bet if I gave that record to like. A kid know. now. A kid now who'd never heard it. 
He's going to like that shit. Yeah. They're going to like that shit. Yeah. It's, it is a great record. Um, and I still find myself turning it on yeah. and like, and, 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 and really rocking out that that's a good one. Um, all right, let's see what else have we got. All right, Sigur Ross. Uh, and I cannot name the album because it's like, where are they from? Uh, I think Sweden? Scotland or something like not that. Scotland. They're from like. We're, we're gonna prove you wrong right now. They are not from Scotland. Oh my gosh, dude. Iceland. Yes, Iceland. Gosh. <laughs> it's the album that with the naked butts. They're running over a highway. It's um. Hold on. Yeah, I got the record. Oh, right you're right there. there. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Vid. Yeah. Don't don't make me do this. No, just don't. <laughs> yeah. So the butts running over a highway, uh, and they got their shoes on. Um. Yeah, this album. Have you heard it? Have you uh, listened? I think so. Uh, you think so? I, I, I'm not. You would know if you had. It, it depends. Let me let me look mm-hmm. through the tracks. Sure. Doesn't matter. Nope. Okay. So no, you're not gonna give it to it, me. It's not an A to Z for you if you haven't if you haven't. Gotten no, there. It, it wouldn't be. No. All right. See, it's an A to Z for me. A to Z. This album is a great album. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. See. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I don't think I've. I will tonight though. This is one of those um, records that was introduced to me a very long time ago, and I was just blown away by its. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 like, well, the fact that nothing's in English, no, right? <laughs> but it's so melodic and so pretty, and like, like it it is one of these like emotional records, and I love it, and 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 it's a huge production, so it's, it's just fantastic. So listen to it on your drive back home. Will do. All right, I got one. All right, all right. The knife, silent shout. Okay, I. I'm gonna make a note of that because I don't know. Is the the knife like? Uh, they are. It, it's the one where they did. <sighs> it's a brother and sister pair, and she usually sings. Okay. I think that she wants to be referred to as. Maybe, they them. Okay. Pron- they 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 prefer pronouns the they them pronouns. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. What else? It, it's it's along the line. I mean, it's not like the postal service, but it's but like they've got some pop. Yeah, it's electronic. I kind of. Oh, I like them. Okay, so I do. There is a there. They, they did a cover of a song that I am slightly obsessed with, and I like the song better. Their cover. Okay. Um. Yep. Sorry, that's my text message notification. Um. I like their cover of this particular song better than the original. Heartbeats. Okay. Heartbeats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is a killer track. All right. I'm going to listen to that album that you just uh, introduced me. But uh, Heartbeats by The Knife is one of these, like, driving, great songs. Yeah. That just really is like, man, I want to hurt my ears with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you know that feeling, right? Absolutely. There's that track, that song that you just want you want your ears to hurt after you're listening to it. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of dangerous in a way. But yeah. the heartbeats is is great. Um I like the original. It's acoustic. It's it's kind of mellow and soft, but boy, the knife really yeah. really made it what it should have been in the first place. Yeah. 
All right, good. All right, I got, I got, um, I'm going to put an EP on this list. Okay. Saves the day. Okay. I'm sorry I'm leaving. No, that's good. That is quite possibly one of the best hands-down emo albums ever. Yeah. It is from the first track to the last, and it's only like four tracks, Is and it's not even on Spotify. It's not? It is not on Spotify. I, no, I remember. It, does it have the butterfly on it? Yes. Yeah. That 7-inch is selling for over $300 on eBay. Yeah. I'm not going to do that There's anytime. No way I'm paying for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not going to happen. I have it on CD. Okay. I've got the CD. I've got more than one copy on CD. This, um, this is why I want to own, like, I, I, at one point in my life, I would like to have a vinyl pressing place. Either that or a vinyl lathe. I kid you not. I know, but it's, it's not the same, though. It is the same. It's not the same. I want to make records. Yeah, but, but if you're making a record of a record that already exists, then it's not the same. Because if the record doesn't exist, it's not the same. It's okay. not the same. Okay. Do you okay. know what I mean? I know what you mean. That's I like get it. A, that's like photocopying, like a, a picture, artwork, or whatever. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. You know, it's not the same. I get it. it didn't I get come it. Come from the artist. I get it. It's not original. I know. I get it. You got it now. You I got understand it. now. I got yes, sir. So don't think about it again. Okay. Don't do it. I still want. Unless it. you're gonna. Unless you're going to make your own mix records, that that would be one of the things I would like. Yeah, the only thing. Mm-hmm. In in reality, this is what I thought. I would like to have a venue. Sure. And and we would record. Bands would come, and I would make records for them. Sure. Like they play. Okay. Here's here's a, like a recording show. Uh, you find the space. I might, I might help. You that that uh, that All might right. actually happen. We'll see one day. All right. So what 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 else have you got? All right. So I. It's a toss-up between these two, cause, and from what I understand, they're like companion, but it's Lucero, that much further west, and Tennessee. That's a good one. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good. Those are really good. I, 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 I would agree with you there. All right. Uh, Radiohead OK Computer. Yep. I, I, I get that one. If you don't agree, don't talk to me. <laughs> now, I think that that, that, that record was the last of Radiohead's like mm. so my wife will disagree she is a big uh, what was the they just got re- okay computer no, no, no. Uh, Kid A Kid A okay my wife is a Kid A fan and to me I think okay computer was the last of Radiohead's like emotional records and that's whereas Kid A is a little more sanitized well it, it, it's almost like to me it's almost like two different bands to be honest Right, one thousand percent. Yes, I mean I am a huge fan fan of the bins, you know yeah. all of the stuff where like they're just pouring you can tell their there's heart music out. Yeah, you know that that is their 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 they're just like everything is there. It's like hey man, here's everything about me, right here. Okay, computer was like, all right, let's do a little bit of different stuff, but like it was the last of it, and there was yeah. just something incredible about it. Like inside of Kid A and Kid A and on. You, you can't say, oh, there's a guitar. Somebody's playing guitar on that part right there. Yeah, yeah, where, I would agree. Where, like, you know, on OK Computer, it's guitar-based. It, it is, and it's, but it's also, like, electronic. And so Absolutely. there's, like, this the, the really, like, good, really good meld between yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, all right, 
I got one more. Um, I got several more, but and we're going to go through a few of these. So we've okay. talked about Jets Brazil, Orange Rhyming Dictionary, Jimmy World Clarity, Postal <coughs> Service Give Up. This is our um, the uh, anniversary one, I think. No, no, yeah, yeah. Is that the deluxe? No, no, no. Uh, that's no. I don't think that is. No, this is the first time in vinyl one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Acme. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay. I just oh yes. No, I love this. Acme to reduce the choir to one soloist. Oh. That record for metal is whoa. It's perfect. I, I don't that is a perfect metal album. And I know I've got friends that are like, oh, they've stolen riffs from I don't know who. Who the fuck cares? It's a great record. It's all in German. It's amazing. I read there was a uh there was a I don't know, I guess it was a post about it and like the guys, they were actually part of this group. I'm pretty sure it's a Facebook group, um, and they were part of it. But they don't want to re-release any of it. So like their album, I mean, if you have one, like I've got it on vinyl right over there. Yeah, I, I I'm. They I, are that, not that re-releasing is, any of it. Well, it's because they don't want to put the work out for it. Like they just don't want to. Right, but I mean, I bet they're like and, working in IT, like with families. I, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, sure. But the thing is, is like, like. Um, it just yes, that album that yes, that is on that list. That's a fantastic yeah. album. So if start if, to finish, start to finish, I mean, it just rocks. It kills. It is one of these like you get kicked in the teeth with the first track, and you're like, whoa, yeah. And it continues to be good, yeah, all the way to the end. Just, yes, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, Sunday Day Real Estate, Daisy. Oh, you know what? I was going to say Jeremy Enoch, Return of the Frog Queen. Okay. But, but Daisy's a great one. Yeah. Return of the Frog Queen is one of those albums that's like, it's not my favorite, but from beginning to end, it's, it's one of those solid. like, oh my gosh, it is so beautiful. But Daisy's a great, great, great one. I think that like those are hard to argue with albums. Yeah. All right. I'm going to name something that is niche okay. and weird, but from beginning to end, and, and this is one of these like wildly subjective, like really only like pertains to me. Okay. <laughs> maybe, and maybe a couple of friends. FYP, <laughs> Toilet Bread Kids. All right. Okay. We're talking dirty three chord punk. There's like 20 tracks on this album. Um, it is, <clears throat> it's one of these albums that like, I was driving around in my 1981 Honda Prelude blasting FYP because it was just raw and real. And, oh, man, it was just fast, dirty punk. And not like, you know, stupid, shitty punk. Like, uh, what's that one band that people seem to like that the, from London that they wear the stupid jackets on like Sid Vicious was in? You're talking about the Ramones? No, Sid Vicious wasn't in the room. Oh, the Sex Pistols? Yeah, fuck the Sex Pistols. Yeah, <laughs> right. I never, never got mind the ball. Never got into the Sex Pistols, and I mean like literally, fuck the Sex Pistols. Like, couldn't get into them. Never have. Never will. FYP is just like dirty SoCal punk. Like, can't get any better than that. Yeah. I spent more than I should have to buy the record. <laughs> it was brand new, unopened. I have opened it, I have listened to it, and I love it. Love it still. That's it. So that's probably one of my shitty bands that I like. That's really just, just for me. That's fair. What else you got? 
the faint dance macabre oh, or is that how you say it? Macabre, macabre. I don't know. Macabre, macabre. Yeah, that's um, that's a great record. I haven't thought about that in a long yeah. time. And oh boy, I actually uh, I found because they have like remixes and stuff, like and I I found it. Uh, I, f- I found the record and I'm pretty sure it came from the UK and it was. It's got a bunch of the remixes, so it's got oh like the original gosh. plus a bunch of remixes. I need to get that because I have not, I have not thought of Faint in a long time, but I really did like them. All right, uh, the Killers, Hot Fuss. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, yeah, they were mainstream, but holy shit, that's a great band. Yeah. Hot Fuss, and then the next next album over was also really good. I think they had three really good albums in a row. What's interesting? What what's the lead singer's name? What's his face? Yeah. Anyways, I I don't remember his name. But um, what's interesting is I I read something or heard something I don't remember. But he said that in order for a band to be considered like up to that legendary or you know c- considered you know a staple in in society, they need to be uh they need to have a presence for ten years. Interesting. And he and the thing is is uh so he his goal, his purpose was to have something come out for at least ten years, even if it was just his solo because there was like one year Brandon Flowers. Yeah. There was one year where he released his I did not own look that up. Yeah, I know you didn't. I saw you. Not look it up. Yep. Um, but so he he released his own solo stuff. So that and I mean it's been more than ten years, so you know, like they're by that definition, they are... They're a good band. I may not be into their newest stuff, but and this is where Hot Fuss really comes into play. Um, I was living in New York. I was uh, working for Maytag. My area was the Bronx, and I listened to Howard Stern in the morning. When you live in New York, you listen to Howard Stern in the morning. <laughs> like, like that, that's, that's what, you, what do. you do. Yeah. yeah. If you don't do that, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, but... <laughs> Howard Stern in the morning was one of those things that I, I used to listen to, and I worked at the thrift store. Uh, you know, ten, twelve years prior to that, uh, we would listen to Howard Stern in the morning. And when I moved up to New York, I'm like, man, I live in New York. I'm gonna listen to Howard Stern. That's kind of cool. So I didn't, I didn't discover the Killers because of Howard, but Howard was talking about the Killers. And I remember I'd bought my first iPad or iPod. Uh, which was the second generation of the iPod with the click wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was obsessed. I mean, that was so cool. That was so cool. And I remember wearing my Grado headphones on the subway, listening to The Killers' Hot Fuss, and just in love with it. Loved The Killers. That that album, from beginning to end, is, is just amazing. Yeah. So when I lived in Las Vegas, because um, that's where they're from, mm-hmm. they there's... They are from a specific spot, and one of their albums is called—I think it's called Sam's Town. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the casino, and I felt like you know, I don't know. You had a connection, I, yeah, because because yeah. I went to—I've been to the casino. I yeah, I, I understand it, and they talk about stuff that's in Vegas. You know, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of like me and Jimmy World. Yeah. It's like I feel like I've got a connection with them. Yeah. You know, in that way, just because I got to hang out with them, and yeah, you know, that's fun. Um, or there's that Chuck Reagan. A song, uh, Trestles. Okay, that it's actually about, Rumble Seat. Rumble Seat. But, but Chuck does it solo now mm-hmm. too. So yep. 
It's about Richmond. Yeah. And I always knew it was about Richmond. Yeah. And it was confirmed when you and I went to go see him. Yep. Yep. Just uh, early 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so we've already got saves the day off this list. I'm marking things off my list. Um, all right. There's a couple that I've got here. Uh, and I feel like some of these are gimmies, like the Clash London Calling. Okay. I feel like the Clash London Calling is one of these, like, classic good A to Z albums. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with it. No. It's good. But I got to give props to my son. He's seven. It, well, it's not actually London Calling, but... but Combat Rock? Yeah. Okay. But he knows he requested, specifically requested, should I stay or should I go? Nice. That's yeah. a good... That's a great track. And he understands. Like, he understands the concept of it. He's like, yeah, that's about a girl. Or, you know, should I stay or should I go? I <laughs> love that. I love that. Uh, the Sounds, Living in America. Yeah. I remember you when you were, when like, when it came out and everything. I, I was obsessed. Yes, oh yes, you were. Gosh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know her name. But I was obsessed with her. I was, I... I thought she was the hottest chick ever. <laughs> and uh, when they were coming to Richmond, I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, they're playing Alley Cats. I cannot wait to go hit on her. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, so that album, like, was one of these kind of pivotal, pivotal albums for me. Uh, I was at a party. I had just started getting uh, a pretty extensive tattoo getting worked on. And, uh, so I was super pumped about that and super proud about that. And like, you know, uh, I don't remember, I don't think I was dressing up as anything at that time. But I, I remember something about you had a leather jacket or something. Uh, that? Maybe that was her. I don't remember. I just remember. She OD'd a... and the show got canceled. So. Okay. Like, maybe, maybe. At least that's what I, I heard. Um, so I never got to hit on her. Never got to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I had not, much of a chance in the first place, but. but. But yeah, that that was one of those. I was at a house party. My brother was there, and that album was on, and just like floored me. Yeah. And I know that there was another another CD that was put on shortly after that um, that I was obsessed with as well. But I just clearly remember the sounds. Yeah. Uh, Living in America was just, and that sound, because it's that like kind of electronic slash like you know guitar yeah these like driving it's the f the fusion of the two yeah 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 that was great what else you got all right so they kind of go hand in hand well I i'm gonna do this one first uh so the the rentals return of the rentals which that is is uh, okay let's hear about that not on my list well okay so it, it like for whatever reason, I, I well, it doesn't bleep my radar. Oh, it doesn't have to. Remember, that's my list. That's right. That's right. I'm judging you again. That's fine. You can judge me. But let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, so one of my favorite. Maybe I need to give it another shot. One of my favorite instruments, and I'm gonna slaughter it. And I I prepared a moog. Oh yeah, moog. Well, that, I don't know. I've heard different people say different things. So if it's that, M O O G, it's Moog. That's that's how I've always said it. Moog. But somebody has corrected me before. So oh, fuck that person. Okay, they're well, wrong. There you go. Okay. Anyway, so 
Um, and and I like the theorem. I'm pretty sure it's called theremin. Theremin, yeah. And uh, it's it's like the that pitch and yeah. that album is full of. They that. have a theremin in that. Yes. Weird. And like I I, I like. No. Okay. Okay. I remember. Yeah. For, for, well, because because what it is is Matt Sharp, who is the bassist of Weezer, from like the Blue Album. Yeah. Right. And so like that. Okay. Okay. That's on my list. The Blue Album. Okay, well, so that was the other one that I was going to talk about. That is, whoa. So if you... A to Z, great album. But I think that's also, like, a pivotal time in my life, in our yeah, lives. Yeah. When that came out, like, Weezer was, like... Th- it. Boom. Yeah. It was, like, this, like, entirely new... Yeah. Thing. Thing. Yeah. 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 And I think that, like, Weezer, we could probably, like, roll into this, like, indie rock category. Sure. That was, like... Because there's so much music. Oh, my gosh. Chamberlain. Okay. The Moon, My Saddle. Yeah. Whoa. I think that's the, the album. Yeah, I think so. It's got, like, the moon on it. Or is it Fate's Got a Driver? Ooh, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um, that is... Sorry, we're going to take a moment to look this up. Chamberlain... Uh, Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yes, the Moon My Saddle. Yeah. This, uh, and I should know this by now because I've loved this band for so long, that uh, they this album is like beautiful from beginning to end. Yeah. Lyrically, it is incredible. It is one of these. I wish I could sing the poetry that they write as well as they do. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's... Um, and one of the tracks on here, when I lived in New York, I finally understood a little bit more was Manhattan's Iron Horses, which is your subways. Okay. Um, Lonesome Song, Crush You, Try for Thunder. Jeez, um, oh, oh my gosh. They are um, incredible tracks like this album is one of my like this was one of those as i was branching out from punk and the like the dirty like diy stuff chamberlain was one of those albums one of those bands that that just was like okay that was along with bruce springsteen so that was when i rediscovered bruce springsteen okay was like uh 98 Somewhere around there. And just woke me up. Loved it. Thank you. Oh, that's great. I love that. All right, so we talked about Clash. All right, let's talk a little bit about... Um, all right, so I know that this is a uh, 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 <laughs> one of these like controversial albums now, I guess, because of the tracks on it. Oh, okay. The Police Synchronicity. I was listening to it as you walked in. Yeah. Like, because it's all about, like, cheating and uh, underage uh, hooking up and, like, just kind of stalking and stuff, you know? But, like, at its core, I think it's still a love story. And I think that this is one of these um, albums that, because it was something that my father had on cassette, I listened to on cassette. 
Yeah. So it's it's one of these from beginning to end I really like. Um, funny story about this album is I was driving down to uh, go to the second year of the Gainesville Fest, which is now the fest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was driving down in my 1976 Plymouth Valari to meet up with my friend Ryan in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I love pitching, picking up hitchhikers. I will, I will stop and pick up a hitchhiker in a heartbeat. I have zero qualms about it. If I can help you get down the road an extra 20 miles, then I will help you get down the road an extra 20 miles. Yeah. So I, I was somewhere around Emporia, Virginia, right off 95. I gassed up and my, my, my fuel gauge is broken. <laughs> and I had to uh, track my miles to figure out. I had a notepad in my in my car, and I had to, you know, do some math. And <laughs> I think I had a calculator, too. Uh, I had to track my miles, and I gassed up somewhere around Emporia, and I picked up this hitchhiker. Uh, somewhere in one of my journals, I remember his name. I think it was like Kevin or something like that. Uh, nice guy. And I was trying to offer to help him put his, um, you know, bags in my car, and he didn't want me to help him at all because, you know, you, you got to be protective of your shit. Yeah. So we're on the way, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going down to Raleigh. I can drop you off at a rest stop nearby. And I was like, what kind of music you want to listen to? He's like, you got any swing? And I was like, mm, not really. He's like, you got any, like, rockabilly? And I'm like, um, no. He was looking for some, like, Elvis or something. I was like, well, I got the police synchronicity on cassette here. So my dad's right, my dad's tape. And uh, so we legit listened to that tape over and over and over <laughs> again. Way, way too much. He didn't want to listen. To, and I tried to, like, get him into some other stuff. And I was like, well, what about this? What about that? He's like, no, no, no. Let's go back to the police. I'm like, okay, we got synchronicity. So for about like an hour and a half, two hours, I was all you listen to. That's all I listened to, which is probably why I haven't listened to that album until today, when you showed up. Okay. So yeah, funny little story about that. I yeah. love love hitchhikers. Um, what else you got? Because we got a, I got dinner at five, and we yep. got about fifteen minutes left, and it's man, this is a good conversation. I like. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, so. On Spotify, they only have um, they have the discography. They don't have, and what it was, it was an EP and like a full length. I'm pretty which, sure it was called. Uh, they're called Renee uh, Heartfelt. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, the death of the ghost. Okay. Um, to me, it's solid. Uh, I mean, we can have a conversation about this later, but it's good solid like emo. How do you spell post- Renee? R N E E R R E N E E. Yeah, and, and um, I mean, it's just solid. Well, good so, post hardcore, right? So emo, by the way, is mm. like when we're talking emo, we're not talking this screamo shit. Like, what are, what are the bands that are considered considered emo? My Chemical Romance. Yeah, that no, yeah. Fuck you, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, you're I, pop. You're you're not even screamo, and I hate that term too. Yeah, yeah. Like when we're talking emo, we're talking like Ordination of Aaron. Yeah, we're talking Indian Summer. 
Yeah. We're talking like, okay, saves the day falls into that, even though they're pop. Yeah. But like, you know, it, like, it's we could have a whole episode on that. Like I'm, this, I'm, this, this, this like dyed black hair. Yeah. No. Emo shit. No. Like emo is not about being a sad bastard. No. Emo is about like this post hardcore stuff where everybody was like crazy about this like really hard rough punk and then they found their roots in this more mellow music yeah very much like hot water music and chuck reagan with like this hard harder kind of indie music to like this country type stuff it's it's, yeah. it's a very similar progression like and that's why we have bands like lucero right now yeah um so i am i am well against this like new modern version of emo. Yeah, I mean, emo I, is not black hair. Probably about bastard shit. Two thousand, two thousand ish is when, I to me it was like when Dashboard Confessional came out and they everybody fell on the Dashboard Confessional train. Oh yeah, well, look, 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 Dashboard Confessional was actually pretty good. Oh, I'm not. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying everybody started saying, oh, now this is. This is what this is, and it, it, it morphed into what people yeah, talk about. Yeah, you're right. I think you're very correct. Um, Dashboard Confessional was, like, the, the, the kind of, like, springboard for this, like, new emo shit. Yeah. Um, but we, so, I mean... I, yeah. we, we could talk about it all day long. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I got a couple more. Okay. Um, at least one. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Astronautilus. You okay. got me into Astronautilus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mighty Ocean... And the nine dark theaters. So if you like hip hop, uh, Astronautilus is a genius. Lyrically, musically, this is one of these where I never thought that the banjo could make mm. hip hop any better. And in and, and and this is like this like I don't even know, like it's so hard to categorize. It's hip hop, it's rap, but it's also like emo. Yeah. There's something incredible about this album that, and, and, and even the album prior to it, Pomegranate, is incredible. All of his records, all of his records, to me, I have thoroughly enjoyed from beginning to end. But this is the first that I got introduced to, and I was like insanely obsessed with it. To the point that I have multiple copies of every album. If he releases a different cover, color, I buy it. Yeah. Um, love, love, love this. Um, this is an incredible record. Yeah. And I don't know that that's the one I want to end on. What have you got? I've, so I I have, and we can end on this if you want. But I have Josh Ritter, The Animal Years. Oh shit! Yeah. Like I mean that's, that's a great one to end like on. like any yeah in any one of those tracks I'm I, I'm I like yeah the animal years is an amazing record I, I you know it was did I introduce you to Josh Ritter or did we we kind of found it together I, yeah maybe I I don't, I don't know. know like I really don't remember I remember uh that I was, was obsessed with it yeah one of those songs though made it onto a mixtape and yeah that's a whole different story but of course yeah are you married to that. No, 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 no. The, what happened was is, I. What was funny is I gave the I gave this person the what song. Uh, was it? It might have been. Was it "Girl in the War"? I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. You want to hear something funny about a mixtape? It, it might have been Idaho. What? Oh, Idaho. 
I wanted to learn how to play that on my guitar so bad. Yeah. Um, so mixtapes, I, uh, I was, I was hanging out with a, uh, a girl who, um, you know, we, we kind of crushed on each other. I really liked her. She was nice. Um, we were in the same type of music and we were snobby about mixtapes and we were like, Oh, I make the best mixtapes. And she was like, Oh no, I make the best mixtapes. Like, you know, and I'm like, all right, mixtape contest. Yeah. Let's make the best sad bastard mixtape we can make. <laughs> Let's make the mixtape that's going to make you cry your eyeballs out. Yeah. Once again, that is extremely subjective. Yeah. You know, because that's one of those things you can't do. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a legit mixtape, like made legit. And when I say legit, I don't mean you put your MP3, MP3s together and then record track you know a side a and then record side b i mean you cue it up on the cd or your record yeah and you press record yeah okay so <laughs> I'm, I'm calling her out a little bit on this <laughs> because <clears throat> i bought all of her old cds when she was moving uh which i happen to have like three copies of jawbreakers dear you <laughs> in there too so like i ended up with three copies of dear you i was super pumped about that um one was on dgc and the other was on uh whatever the capital or something yeah yeah uh anyway i, I sent her a bunch of stuff back once i started going through them finally and i was like you want to keep these because i don't like this band i don't like this stuff yeah what i did find was some cdrs where she had made the CDR of our Sad Bastard mix. Yeah. She fucking cheated. <laughs> she cheated. Yeah. Regardless of the songs that were on the the, the CDs and the, 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 the tape, because I don't remember what they were. I mean, I could probably pick them out at, you know. Yeah, you know, figure it out. kind yeah. of how I do my thing. But I was like, oh my gosh. I never called her out on it until now, and I doubt she listens to this. So, like, <laughs> you know who you are. I'm not going to name names, but I found your dirty little secret. Yeah. yeah. Not cool. What I was going to say was, so th- it's interesting because I played, I put it on, on the mixtape for her, and then maybe a year or two later, she all said, oh, have you ever heard of this guy? We're going to go see that. Not talking, you know, she went with somebody else. <laughs> We're going to go see Josh Ritter. Have you ever heard of him? I was like, yeah, I have, actually. I put that on a mixtape for you, yeah, B. Yeah, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Josh Ritter. So I, I discovered Josh Ritter. Um, and this is where I like Pandora a little bit better than Spotify. That's fair. If you do, like, you can do this, like, Pandora mix where you. Filter in stuff. Right, like you can you can do a shuffle of all of your songs, or like you could do like whatever album you like or band you like. It does a shuffle based on that. Yeah, and uh, and that's how I discovered Josh Ritter. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was a track from the Animal Years that was on it. Uh, and so it was it was about uh, 14 years ago. Yeah, and I know Josh has been making music far before then, but yeah, love him. He is fantastic live. He's fantastic with the full band. He is incredibly intimate and special as solo. I love it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that is a great one. Great one to end with. Animal Years. Love yep. it. And I like all of his albums. Yeah. Everything is just really 
well done and very heartfelt. It, it, it's almost, uh, I don't know, it, it tells stories. Yeah. Yeah. Chas doesn't like some of the stories. I like a sad story. Sure. So I love to feel what they're what they're sharing. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I like music so much. Yeah. Is I can um you engulf in the experience of it. Yeah, yeah. I can um uh put myself in their shoes, sympathize. Yeah. Uh, empathize. empathize. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um anyway, so if you guys have hung out for this entire hour and a half, I really appreciate it. Um, this is kind of how pop culture has helped me deal. <laughs> it's yeah. like listening to music helps ground me, helps know that I am uh, not alone in how I feel. Um, is sad with me when I'm sad, is happy when I'm happy, and really gets me ramped up and going when I need to get ramped up and going. Yeah. So, uh, I love it. Adam, thank you. This is a great, this is exactly what I was looking for. Good. Um, so, uh, stay tuned for the next podcast. I'm not quite sure when this one will be released uh, because we're recording a bunch really quick so that we can uh, not keep you waiting as long as you were for this last one. Thank you. <laughs>